He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, Monday. It is the Monday. Welcome to the new week edition of the Best Stocks Now show. With professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management, a nationwide fee-based only money management firm. And we've got a good start here to the market so far. I thought the market looked pretty oversold last Friday. Uh, if you read my newsletter, uh, you can see my commentary there. The Dow today, right now, is up 331 <clears throat> as it kind of shrugs off last week's uh, overheated uh, inflation reports. Uh, the Dow is at 33,148. The S&P 500 is up 43, back above 4,000. Uh, the S&P is at 4,013. The NASDAQ is up 149 right now. That puts it at 11,542. It's up 1.3%. Crude oil, weakness there. Uh, crude is down $1.20 to 75.12 uh, as the China-U.S. rhetoric continues to heat up. We've got the 10-year. Now, there, now, that, now that, that's helping. Okay, the 10-year is down four basis points today. I feel like 3.96 was the top. We'll see. We're down to 3.91 today. And uh, last but not least, our friend Bitcoin uh, is up 2.5% to 23,801. <clears throat> so welcome to the Best Stocks Now show with the professional money manager, Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management, and uh, we've got uh, Barry Kite here with us, our chartered financial analyst in a pollen-ridden uh, Charleston and Mount Pleasant. <laughs> right? yes. We've got just a layer of pollen, about a half inch thick on everything, our cars, our furniture, our brains, you know, just about yeah, everything. It's everywhere, yeah. It's uh, an early bloom, I guess, and we do have a nice start to the week. Barry, I felt pretty strongly last Friday that, you know, the market is really oversold here. It really does not deserve this. Uh, it just seems that it's oversensitive to the Fed. In minute in by general, minute. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's just crazy. It's just ridiculous. And uh, I think there's a little more sanity coming back into the market here today. Uh, of course, we had uh, the worst week last week. Which is sometimes good, you know, to get that out of the way, get that out of the system, uh, get all of the weak hands out of the market, uh, which they seem to be uh, ganging up on the market. So we had we were down three percent last week for the S and P five hundred. It was the worst week since early December of last year. Okay, of last year. So, anyways, we're off to a good start here today. Yeah, and if you remember on Friday, the Dow was down 337, and the NASDAQ was uh, down 195. Well, it was basically, I'm going to say, the PCE inflation gauge coming in hotter than expected. 
some comments from Fed governors, uh, you know, just worry about a, a longer fight than the market is uh, is expecting on, on the inflation front uh, was weighing on the market last week. But at the same time, you know, I continue to see things underneath the surface of the market that look pretty uh, attractive at the current time. Well, and today it's kind of a story of bad news is good news in terms of you know, dur- durable orders, um, durable goods orders came in came in pretty light, and uh, and that uh, seems to be giving a you know a push to the market. And as you mentioned, uh, interest rates uh, what four or five basis points down at the moment. So. That's the first. Yeah, that's a good drop. I mean, the market's definitely. Uh, keying off of the 10-year and the interest rates there. Uh, I went through a lot of technical analysis in my in my newsletter on Friday, and I updated my target prices, uh, and uh, we did make a few minor changes last week in our portfolios. If you didn't get the newsletter, you can go to our website at GundersonCapital.com, GundersonCapital.com. Dot com and get two free weeks uh, of the newsletter uh, that only goes out to our clients of Gunderson Capital, our fee-based money management clients, uh, and to our do-it-yourself uh, subscribers uh, to the uh, information that uh, we put out uh, on a daily basis. Okay, core durable goods orders rise more than expected, but they were down. Uh, 4.5%. Is that right? Down 4.5%? Yeah, yeah, and when you look at it, I mean, it's interesting because you get, you know, uh, I mean, you know, I think the prior reading was, you know, up 5.6 um, or 5.1. I think they revised it down a bit. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing, uh, you know, ideally, right, you're going to see over time, particularly in your larger purchases, uh, which we've seen it in, you know, homes and autos and other things, but, you know, things that, things you've got to, Things you got to borrow money for, right? Are uh, you know are things that are going to you know slow down the most, uh, and that's where we're you know when you see that in your durable goods orders, that's that's where a large uh, part of that where you're going to see you know the Fed's hiking show up a lot more. Exactly, and uh, we're going to uh, you know I I don't know what the reports are coming in this week. I don't think we have any like we did last week. I mean, last week everything was all dependent on the Fed minutes and on the PCE numbers. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the, maybe when we come back from break, you can tell us what's on tap so we can prepare ourselves for this week. I've mostly been looking at a lot of individual companies here this morning. The largest U.S. grid operator warns of coming power capacity shortfalls. Now, that's another worry I have for this whole move to electric vehicles, which seems to be picking up steam. I'm seeing more and more electric cars being offered out there uh, in the marketplace these days. I still continue to see, when I do see an electric car, it's almost always a Tesla. I'm not seeing a lot of other electric cars. And, of course, the grid was addressed a couple of weeks ago by the Biden administration and building out 500,000 chargers across America. It's going to take time. The infrastructure is not there yet, but now you've got to worry about what's underlying the charging stations. Uh, if you've got capacity shortfalls now, uh, what are you going to do about uh, when everybody plugs in their car uh, when they get home from work? So another worry 
uh, for us there. I don't think we're ready yet. For, I don't think the EVs are ready for prime time yet. Well, in that lithium story out of uh, out of China today, where I think uh, I think they're they're doing some investigation and in some you know, in, in, a, in some bad mining practices, which essentially is going to take about ten percent of the world's lithium off of the market for the moment. Well, let's last, so. let's check on Sigma, which uh, there's rumors that uh, Elon Musk is uh, thinking about buying Sigma Lithium, a mining company. I kind of have my doubts there, but uh, there is a Tesla rumor. SGML is up two percent today, uh, and in my book, uh, it's the one in uh, North Carolina, Albemarle A L B. Uh, yeah, that's a nice bounce today. It's up 3.9% today. To me, that's the that's the blue chip of lithium stocks. There's also big news out of out of Nevada and the California border. Now, if that was an oil field, there's no way they would approve it, but they've approved a massive open pit mining operation right there. Of course, it's pretty barren land uh, in that uh, neck of the woods, but uh, the uh, I think the Energy Department or the state of Nevada is allowing a big, big, huge mining operation for lithium, <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure that's MP Mountain Pass, uh, which is now called MP, you know, mining, something like that. So lithium will continue uh, to be a player going forward. Now, the other thing I wrote about quite a bit in my newsletter over the weekend, I think that AI, and like uh, the uh, CEO from NVIDIA said, <clears throat> you know, it's it's now at, at the inflection point where we're, it's going to start showing up. I haven't read the article yet, but I saw a, a headline, AI predicts where the NASDAQ will end by the end of the year. I've got to find that. It's out there somewhere. I just saw it pop up and then kind of disappear. be interesting to see what artificial intelligence can do uh, in the form of, uh, you know, uh, estimating and putting out forecasts for uh, the different markets, S&P 500, NASDAQ, Dow, etc. But when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about some newer players here in AI, uh, I think uh, I don't think it's as big as the phone revolution or the computer. I think there's a lot of AI at work already. You know, anytime you get into an automated chat with some knucklehead computer, uh, you know, to get tech tech help. Oh my gosh, not very smart. Anyways, we'll talk about that when we come back. This is Bill Gunderson and Very Kite. Here to the uh, second quarter of today's Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, 24 years in the saddle, uh, and with the headphones on, uh, watching the markets uh, and uh, managing money. The Dow doing well, up 347 right now. The NASDAQ up 152. 
Uh, crude oil's weakness down 70, 56 cents. You know, there's a lot going on. <laughs> it seems to me that the rhetoric uh, between us and China, the wall between us and China, it's heating up. It's ramping up. You know, now I see that, uh, who was it? One of the agencies is saying that the 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 virus, uh, the, uh, you know, the COVID, most likely came from a lab leak in Wuhan. Well, that's different from what we heard from Dr. Fauci. And I'm sure that's going to rattle China's nerves. And we've also put out a kind of an ultimatum there on China. Hey, quit bullying Taiwan. Well, I don't think China listens to anything we have to say, but there, you know, there's a question about the China economy, uh, what's going on over there. You know, there's hope for them to get back online and uh, their economy and get back to work and everything. But I'm not seeing it yet in things like copper prices, uh, crude oil, uh, things like that. So we'll continue to watch that. Uh, that that's kind of a uh, developing situation it kind of uh, you know with the uh, with the b- balloon being shot down just about 100 miles from uh, our house here in South Carolina right uh, things have been going downhill uh, with China ever since and then of course yeah, and those institutional investors did you see them you know the, the the amount of investment or the wariness of investment in China has been it has been waning simply because of you know now with with the uh, Z's, uh, uh, you know, with the consolidating power right at the last uh, at, the, oh, at, the, boy. at the last conference, where where now they can you know, basically has a lot more, you know, um, you can have a lot more effect on investment and, and that type of thing. So it's, it's very uh, very unpredictable, China, and uh, anything can happen at any point in time. It's become a difficult place uh, to invest in. Nor do I know if I want to invest uh, in Chinese companies. Okay, 94% of the companies in the S&P 500 have now reported earnings. Uh, We're almost done with this earnings season, which will wrap up the the, the last quarter of last year. 68% have beat their earnings estimates, and 66% have beat their revenue estimates. This is subpar. We're usually in the 70s, mid-70s maybe, uh, with the earnings estimates. But don't forget, I mean, inflation has been a uh, in these numbers. I think for the most part you're seeing it show up in the margins. Uh, you're going to have a little bit lower profit margin, one of the lowest ones we've had for a while. Overall, the S&P 500 profit margin uh, is going to come in at about 11.4%. But we've been higher than that. You can look at a chart over the last several years, uh, and especially the last uh, couple of years, how the uh, margins have been shrinking, and that's mostly due to inflation. But we seem to be kind of at an inflection point there where uh, you know, in- inflation is cooling off. We're seeing disinflation, but we still get uh, hot reports uh, from time to time. Okay, 68% have beat their earnings estimates. 66 have beat their revenue estimates. That's pretty good. The revenue side is pretty strong uh, this quarter and uh, expected to be strong again next quarter. Uh, but when you compare this quarter that c- finished on 1231 uh, versus the same quarter last year, earnings are going to be down 4.8% versus the same comparable quarter last year. Uh, 
And I think that's mostly due to inflation. And, uh, you know, uh, back in September of last year, we were expecting growth in that quarter. And then inflation just kept rearing its ugly head, would not go away. And now instead of 3.7% growth, we're at 4.8% drop in earnings year over year. The revenue is expected to come in at uh, 5.4%. Uh, growth versus this same time last year. So anytime you see an increase in revenues, Mary, and a decrease in profit, there's something between the lines there, between the sales and bottom line that's impacting uh, that bottom line. And, and you can usually point, to, it's usually one of, there's only three things it can be. Number one, it can be uh, the cost of goods. For McDonald's, that's pickles and cheese and lettuce and all the kind of different things that go into making the product. Or it comes down to uh, overhead, all right? Overhead, which is kind of the the, the office uh, and all the management. Or it comes down to labor, the people that work there to make the product. And I would say it's a combination of all, especially the labor and materials, that has cut into that profit margin. Uh, but at the same time, you know, businesses do what they have to do. Uh, we've seen some pretty big layoffs, and businesses do, unlike government, businesses do what they have to do uh, to keep a solid bottom line and to keep earnings coming in because they need those earnings to grow or to do research and development uh, and whatnot. The forward P.E. ratio of the market right now is 17.7, which is pretty good. You know, we've come down from 23. I believe that all the fluff uh, has been taken out of that uh, P.E. ratio. Uh, You've had a big contraction in the multiple. Uh, We started the year at 16.7 times forward earnings, and we're up to 17.7. I have not seen earnings estimates drifting higher. Uh, Instead, they've uh, stopped drifting lower, and they seem to have kind of improved uh, or uh, solidified. They've, They've stabilized, is what I've watched with the earnings estimates. And I feel pretty encouraged about the earnings estimates for next year. Now, I know there's a lot of what-ifs. There's a lot of variables. There's a lot of things that could cut into that. But right now, as I look at individual companies, earnings estimates for next year, 2024, versus this year and the year we just completed, that does look pretty favorable. We'll get 27 more S&P 500 companies reporting this week, and then we've just about got everything in the books. For the year 2022, we're going to end with revenue growth of about 10.7%, which is very good. But here again, your earnings growth is only 3.9%. So you have that uh, shrinking of the bottom line, even though sales continue to grow, and that's because costs have gone up. That's what inflation does. And uh, in my newsletter last week, I updated my estimates for this year, 2023. For the whole S&P 500, that's the most important indicator in the entire market. And I updated my estimates for next year. That's what the market is taking its cue from right now. To get two free weeks of the newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. 
Com. We'll be right back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Back here to the uh, second half of today's uh, Best Stocks Now show. Okay, AI is where I want to go next. Artificial intelligence. Uh, last week it was NVIDIA <clears throat> that uh, kind of uh, set a fire to this uh, AI revolution that uh, seems to be taking place. Uh, and I wrote about... Uh, AI and NVIDIA's role in it, it's the speed of the chips. Think of all the algorithms that are running, Barry. I can't even imagine covering all of the different what-ifs. Did you see the size of the chip? That's what, they, you know, when they, you know, they kind of, there's a picture with the CEO holding it, right? And it's like, you know, it just, I mean, it looks like, you know, it, you know, you think about the, the, little, the, the little chip that, you know, used to show on the Intel commercials, right? And then this thing is like, I mean, you, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a big rectangle. So, will it fit so, in the trunk of my car? <laughs> it will, it'll fit in the trunk of your car. Okay, will it fit it in a shoebox? That, that, right about, maybe not, right? At, really? Or right, you know, it's right about that size. And of course, it's thin, but I mean, when he's holding it, and you know, you know, I saw this picture, and I'm like, man, that's, that's not really what I envisioned, right? It's no. In terms of the size of it, but it's, uh. How much can know. I, how much are they, I wonder? <laughs> well, I would think one of them, I, I want to say it was around 10, I want to say it's one chip, it was around $10,000. I'll have to pull it, uh, have to well, pull it up, but. Maybe I uh, get a discount if I buy three. Well, anyways, uh, Nvidia is a major player because you gotta have the speed. And I use the analogy of, you know, I remember the speed of my very first, uh, desktop computer. Compared to where we are today, there were things in the app that I couldn't accomplish uh, like 12 years ago or so. I had to wait till <clears throat> the speed of the chips got caught up because <clears throat> there were some algorithms that I'd put in there that were too big uh, for chips at that time to handle. So I can't even imagine what the speed uh, of these chips are that uh, NVIDIA makes. And now NVIDIA... <clears throat> Microsoft does not own any of NVIDIA, but they have a cozy relationship. <clears throat> They're uh, very close to the board of, uh, of, of AI. Uh, I mean, not to NVIDIA. Microsoft, the, the AI company is ChatGPT, which comes out of uh, the Silicon Valley. And uh, that's who Microsoft has a very cozy relationship with. And that's why... You know, they partnered with them to roll out uh, ChatGPT's artificial intelligence on their Bing uh, search engine. 
Again, about what I, I think it was around a $10 billion investment, too. You know. I don't know if they have an investment or not. I saw I saw different things, and it's it almost seems to me like they don't, don't have an investment in it. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe yeah, they it, put, put in it, money recently to yeah, it. Yeah, and it could be that they put it. You know, and I don't know what that $10 billion was for. It could be the fact that they, you know, basically you know, giving them, you know, some, you know, not rights to it, but, you know, right. giving, giving them some usage um, rights for a particular period of time. Well, Microsoft is definitely ahead of the curve, but, I mean, the others will catch up. Uh, Google is going to fix their problems, and uh, and others are joining in on in this uh, whole AI race. And then the other uh, note that I put in my newsletter over the weekend is NVIDIA moved their chip manufacturing. Okay, NVIDIA does not make chips. Okay, Qualcomm does not make chips. AMD does not make the chips. They design the chips, and then they have the big foundries make the chips. Well. NVIDIA used to use Samsung <clears throat> to uh, to make their chips, and they switched that away late last year to Taiwan Semiconductor, TSM. Now, you got a little bit of risk there, you know, China, uh, Taiwan, and uh, the U.S., uh, <laughs> all kind of on high alert over there in Taiwan. But Taiwan Semiconductor is also, you know, building other plants around the world, including in Arizona. So uh, that's another player right now. And the other player that seems to be coming on board, and this stock has made a big move recently, I'd be a little leery of it. It's still pretty cheap, <clears throat> is Meta. Meta is a big uh, player in uh, artificial intelligence, AI. So we'll continue to watch that story unfold. I'll, if I get a chance, I'll t- try to find that article. I'll give you an update tomorrow on what... Uh, chat gpt is predicting uh, for the nasdaq this year and we'll hold them to it okay warren buffett he was busy over the weekend <clears throat> guy, uh, he's crazy man he what is he he's approaching 90 i think he's almost there his partner is there uh, charlie munger he attributes his investment success to a dozen that's it a dozen truly good decisions uh, over the years, and of course, he amassed big positions in Coca-Cola, uh, in American Express, uh, in all kinds of different Geico, different companies over the year, and held them through thick and thin. He cleaned house in 0809. Remember, he was handing out, uh, he was yeah, handing out bailouts to what Goldman? I think he might bought a bunch. Yeah, of he did. He bought their shares. Made right? a lot of money on that. Yes, he did. Now, here's what he also, his letter that he sent out to his shareholders highlighted the company's payment of $32 billion in corporate income taxes uh, to the U.S. in the decade ended 2021. $32 billion he paid, the corporation paid in taxes. That works out to uh, 1% of the $32 trillion that the U.S., uh, collected during that period of time, or is it one-tenth of one percent, which is still a pretty significant number. Uh, so, you know, I mean, you hear all of this uh, tax the rich, and they paid $32 billion in taxes over that 10-year period of time. All right, Lithium America, L-A-C, gets judges okay to build a huge Nevada 
lithium mine. I guess it's not Mountain Pass. It's Lithium America, L-A-C. Now, this is uh, on the Nevada. This is the Thacker Pass, uh, which is near Nevada and uh, the Oregon State Line. Uh, the judge sided with the company against environmentalists and tribal leaders uh, seeking to prohibit any work at the largest known lithium deposit. Now, they're going to get this appeal. The other side is going to appeal this. Uh, but Lithium America, which is LAC, let's see how it's looking here today. Yeah, you know, it's up a little bit. <clears throat> They're based out of Canada, but uh, that's pretty big news that uh, a judge sided with the company against environmentalists and tribal leaders. Tesla's going to have their investor day on March the 1st. Well, that's Wednesday, I think. In what could be one of the key days of the year for the electric vehicle giant. The event will be live-streamed from the Gigafactory Texas site, and it's expected to include a discussion on Tesla's long-term expansion plans, Generation 3 platform, and capital allocation. So uh, we'll be uh, watching for that. That's Wednesday. Now, Tesla's been hanging right around uh, the 200 level. It's above 200 today. It's at 205.68. You can look back now at, uh, let's see, that was back in early January when it got down to 100. Remember the attack it was under from the short sellers? I mean, they really ganged up, drove the stock down to 100. Oh, yeah, especially with the, with the, with the Twitter overhang, right, before, yeah. you know, before the deal got um, you know, finally uh, you know, completed. So. Now it's one of the biggest winners in the market so far this year. It's up... It's more than doubled since the beginning of the year. So it looks like Elon, for now, has the last lap. But it's still a long ways from its all-time high of 414. It's one half of that. Okay, some of these wannabes, Fisker, uh, you know what? That's, that's a real gamble there. Fisker falls short of Q4 expectations. You saw last week Lucid. Uh, they fell short of their... Uh, uh, expectations and in the meantime over in china lee auto li they had a pretty good report they beat earnings they gave an upbeat revenue forecast but i'm just leery of those chinese stocks lee li is up one percent on that news i just don't think there's a lot of uh, appetite right now, Mary, for Chinese stocks. Well, no, I mean, in that in that company we're, we're familiar with, we've writ- written about them before, yep. and they're a um, you know a, a big player in in China. Like you said, the, only, the the problem there is the overhang. So exactly. Okay, when we come back, there's one more another player in AI that I want to talk about briefly. Uh, it's out of Europe, and then. We'll get to what's moving and shaking today. This is Bill Gunderson and Barry Kite.
And welcome back here to the uh, final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show. Okay, one other, there's a lot of other AI stocks, but one I have my eye on, it's Opera. O-P-R-A, and it's out of Norway. Opera is, uh, they're just going to use. I got a hunch that anybody that mentions uh, ChatGPT or or OpenAI, which is the company that uh, has the first real player out of the gate, that your stock's going to get a boost if you just mention that you're you're going to use their technology. Well, Opera is a OPRA is a Norway-based company uh, that designs and develops web browsers for mobile phones and PCS, and they're going to incorporate uh, the AI uh, Chat GPT into. Uh, their uh, content in content for their uh, different uh, browsers and channels. So I have this one under watch. LPRA, it's up 16% today. Yeah, 16%. Re- reminds me a lot when you had, uh, remember when you kind of, when crypto boom came came, yep. came around and anything, anything and everything, even if it wasn't even in crypto that had, you know, anything, to, any any of those words in it would, uh, you know, would go shoot to the moon. I'm, I forget what the stock was, but there was one that was up, I don't know, 300% one yep. day and we looked at it and it's like had nothing to do yep. with it. Uh, yes, <laughs> and uh, I think CEOs know how to word it such that, you know, oh, oh, there's another AI play. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of that. You have to separate the men from the boys, I guess. All right, Lucera Health is the biggest winner today. LHDX is up 340%. It began the day at about 20 cents at 63 cents. They got approval for a combination COVID slash flu test, at-home test kit. So you can at home test yourself for the flu or for COVID, and that's your big percent gainer today. In the Dow, Boeing is the biggest winner. In the Dow, it's up 1.9%. Caterpillar is up 1.4%. 3M is up 1.4%. Cisco is up 1.3%. I saw something with Cisco, too. Oh, They've teamed up with Mercedes-Benz. You can have an office in your car using Cisco's WebEx and uh, routers and Internet and everything. Have have an office in your car. Apple is up 0.9. Now, if we go to the S&P 500, it's being uh, overblown a little bit because of one stock, uh, Union Pacific. Now, this poor CEO at Union Pacific, they announced that they're looking for a new CEO, and the stock's up nine point five percent. Not a vote. Not a vote that, of confidence. That's not a very good vote of confidence. Uh, I think maybe he should find another job. I think his days are numbered. Well, speaking of confidence, I became, we we got all the way to the last segment of the show without uh, announcing what you're uh, you're signing uh, with the with the Padres. We got uh, what Machado. Uh, oh, Machado's in the books for life. Million. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, hey, that owner of the Padres, he's got an unending checkbook. I love him. Yeah, it's his do. money. You know, he signed up you uh, Darvish for life. He signed up Machado. He's got Tatis signed up for life. Hey, everybody needs an owner like that. 
Okay, now in the uh, SPY, well, let's go to the, the NASDAQ. I, there's another one I, that's jumping off the page at me because we own it, Cleveland Cliffs. They've upped their uh, steel prices. Let's see. I saw that article right here. Cleveland Cliffs hikes steel product prices for the third time this month. In, in the same month. Yeah. yeah. That's what I- Oh man, the that's shortest month be of nice. the year too, by the way. <laughs> and so we do own Cleveland Cliffs. Uh, it has a pretty good uh, valuation, PE ratio of seven. It has a strong chart. It has pretty good relative strength of eighty-two. We own that in our ultra growth portfolio, the smaller one. Okay, then at the Nasdaq, if you trust China, the Baidu play or uh, the AI player in China seems to be Baidu right now which is kind of the Chinese Google. And you can make a case. I can make my valuation comes up with a double in this stock over the next three to five years. It's currently at 138, and I have a target price of about 275 on it, three to five years from now. But it's a Chinese, it's a $48 billion company. Uh, They do Internet search, uh, they do online uh, targeted advertising, Internet content, and now they're becoming a player in AI. It's uh, one of the biggest winners in the NASDAQ today. It's up 4.8%. Tesla's up 4.5%. I'm sure this is an anticipation of their investor day. On when, Remember that one investor day when he rolled out his new truck? He, he, yeah, he remember he hit the, to break the window with a sledgehammer, and it yeah. just shattered the window. And he goes, "Oh, it wasn't supposed to break." He yeah. said something that wasn't uh, can't be said on the radio or on TV or whatever. And uh, I know I'm sure that wasn't scripted. Uh, he's a character for sure. Elon Musk. Vodafone's up three point seven percent. Netflix is up three percent today. Netflix has been a big winner. What can I say? I mean, I've owned Netflix, but not recently at all, because I felt like they were kind of out of growth with all of the different streaming services out there. But they continue to do well. And uh, what else? There, ASM Lithographies up one point five percent. Of course, they they're a provider in the AI through through Nvidia. Uh, and Taiwan, they sell their laser machines to Taiwan Semi to make these chips. And AMD's up 1.2%. So anyways, we have a liftoff in the market. I don't know of any inflation reports. Now it's going to come down to the Fed speeches. Those are always... Uh, <laughs> well, we got some speakers this week. Oh, yeah, we good. got We got one that's probably, you know, speaking right now, uh, Jefferson. And then we've got, uh, let's see, I think we've got one tomorrow, maybe. And then I think we got some, I know we got some at the end of the week. I think another four at the end of the week. So Well, be, I'll uh, be speaking. We'll be speaking again tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And in the interim, you can get the uh, newsletter by going to GundersonCapital.com. Our ultra-growth portfolio is our best-performing one so far this year. It's out of the gate pretty quickly, and we've got some winners in there today. You can see what's in it at GundersonCapital.com. And if you'd like to set up an appointment with us, uh, man, we've had a lot of requests here recently. Give us a call. Set up an appointment at 855-611-BEST. That's 855-611-BEST. Have a great day, everybody.
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Ameritrade. Ameritrade is a member of SIPC and FINRA.